guys, we're off to a good start today. We're off to a good start, and we've got Illinois coming up, so stay tuned. Let's start the pod, all right? <laughs> Welcome to 2021. And we're back in the most recent year of college basketball. Everything's brand new. A lot has happened since we've uh, been gone. But we're back. <laughs> Mike, Luke, and Taylor all here today. Say hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> Cello. Silence. <laughs> Wait, a lot has happened. Uh, what has happened? What did I miss? What did so I So much has happened. Conference play, except for a couple teams like Duke. Ahem. Coach K is probably <laughs> listener. I can only guess. Louis Billikens have not played a conference game. I mean, we're, that's not ACC ball, but they haven't played yet. Right. I'm talking about ACC. I'm okay. talking about, you know, us. Eastern Seaboard. This is uh, um, your favorite show. Yeah, I do love it. It gets me. Don't have toasters. That's the lesson I took from that movie. I mean, uh, show, whatever. Yeah. No, it was a slow cooker. It was a slow cooker, by the way. Oh, that's right. Not a toaster. Excuse me. Right. Which, well, we are going to go as a way of reviewing all the games that have happened uh, that we missed over the Christmas and New Year's. Uh, we're just going to preview the entire slate of games on Saturday and Sunday and talk about each team, kind of give our thoughts about what's happened with them recently. Before we get to that, I have a surprise basketball adjacent pop quiz the two of you. Not even a pop quiz, just a you know a life choices, a life decisions quiz. Taylor, can uh, I ask you a question? Things that, can I yes. ask you a question? Um, when pop quizzes came up when you were at school, were you like one of those people that like perked up and where you were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm so ready. Or were you like one of those people that kind of like Mike, you know the answer to that question. Mike, you know the answer to that question. Hey, let's go. <laughs> I actually think that I don't remember having that many. I think, Mike, you know, I'm a, I'm a skosh younger than you. I think the uh, the pop quiz had gone out of favor by the time I was in school. There were no Catholic nuns slapping me on the wrist with rulers like when you were in school. You know what? That's the most offensive thing that you've ever said to me. You know, and I'll never forgive you. I'll never forgive you. <laughs> Mike, you had a better education than all of us. And you two definitely had a better education than I did because I'm like two years behind Taylor and I don't know how many behind you. And the I don't know, the pussification of uh, the school system when I was in there. And gosh, I can't believe I can spell at this point. Much yeah. less write, much less pick up a pencil. Yeah, that's right. No cursive oh, for Luke. Actually, in handwriting, that's the one thing I did learn in school. You can do math really well as it long as long as it's like ten percent vig or you know <laughs> minus one ten. Yeah. You can do math like a champ. You know it. I mean, that's how I was raised. <laughs> All right. So what's your what's your pop quiz, Taylor? All right. Here we go. First thing, news well, flash. Hold, hold I might have heard about this. Who answers first? Is it Mike or me? Are we alternating? Who goes first? You you can jump in. Whoever feels the the Push spirit. Jeopardy? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. R.I.P. Um. All right. Mike Bray wore shorts. You might have heard about it. Some nice khaki numbers. Big deal. Usually reserved for Maui, but now he's breaking them out. And I am embarrassed to say that I missed that the ACC coaches voted at the beginning of the year to relax the dress code, so polos instead of suits. 
you know, I, I think I'm a fashion guy and I miss that. So got me thinking about like the iconic looks we might miss out on now when everybody goes polo, like the Roy Williams window pane. So what do you consider your iconic podcast look when we when we record? And I have stuff picked out for both of you if you don't have answers. Uh, I have pigeonholed both of you already. I've, I've got Mike's answer. Can Mike answer for me and I answer for Mike? Yeah, that? yeah that's perfect. That's great. When Mike used to come in, I mean, it's wintertime when we're recording these podcasts, obviously. And he used to wear that. What do you even call it? I mean, you're a fashion, I, I, I don't know mogul is that the right word taylor <laughs> yes but when mike used to wear it what's the like the the super i don't know weird like <laughs> sweater that you know men's collar that i would never wear but mike used to wear it all the time you know, you know the collar i'm talking oh, a about shawl that. collar yeah. yeah yeah or like a wrap collar like a shawl collar yeah mike does like that that was this mike's is- look for a this while. is un- this is unfortunate this is unfortunate that this is coming out yeah Did you feel burn bad um you know yeah now all i do is wear vcu basketball shirts if you can't tell um now that that i'm a work from homer um but you know i don't you know luke's look right now is all in his eyes you know that's 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 the look that he would always bring to the podcast you could always tell by his eyes where, where he was at that day and you know like i love that when we would get there he would be like kind of sleepy and kind of not quite there but by the end of it he'd just be wide-eyed and half drunk and be like yeah this was awesome you know so just like that that's my that's my luke look uh but you know well, that's it's fashion that's lifestyle yeah yeah that's right, that's right. it's funny you mentioned like the coach look though like i'm gonna really miss the i mean this is my iconic look for the acc you mentioned the roy window pane mine is the uh the patino full white suit i mean i know he's not a louisville coach anymore but like that white suit really patina pinstripe also oh yeah dude he's a monster at heart that was was can i tell you what i've hated most about this entire fashion let's all dress like we're at practice or shoot around and I've been to a million shoot arounds before and I, I mail it in too, because what I'm, I'm the play by play guy. What do you want me to do? Right. But here's what I hate the most about this. It has diminished the effect of the huggy bear sweatsuit. It no longer has the pop that it used to. It's no longer a statement. It's just the commonplace norm. And I despise that more than anything. And I think everybody should go back to dressing like a gentleman from the fifties. Uh, Oh, you're right to be upset. I mean, you're right. It does lessen the effect of, of Huggy Bear. Soon everybody's going to be sitting on stools. <laughs> and that'll really be a sad day. Yeah, I can see I, that. I, I, it's coming. I mean, I, I, the world is is unraveling. I like Mike's answer only because for the listeners who don't know this, when Luke lets us into the studio in, in pre-pandemic times, we kind of like wait outside while he comes and opens the locked door for us. And he walks down a long hallway to get to us. And we look in like a little window that's like a prison window. You know, it's like the green mile, like Luke walking down the death row to get to us. And I can tell by like Luke's gait and his posture, like what kind of day he's had. Like sometimes we show up real late at night and Luke's been working since like 4 a.m. And he's just like, I'm done with this. I hate everyone. I hate you all. And then some days he's, it's the same thing. He's been working since 4 a.m. And he's like wired and ready to go. He's like, Belmont, Belmont's about to cover. (laughs) <laughs> which is something you just said before we started recording this podcast. So, so my real answer for you is going to be fleece. Luke always yeah. seems to be wearing some fleece item. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. I've been on the big denim kick recently. Mm. 
And my oh. friends started calling me James Dean. And oh. I, I don't know if that was a compliment or a problem. That's yeah. high praise. That's high praise. Yeah. All right. Look good, play well, good, be good. Well, Taylor, what's your look? You asked the question. You have to have an answer as well. Yeah. My, I mean, my uh, quarantine look is this beautiful beard that I'm growing out, which Luke has so. I uh, said before we started recording, and this would have been the best cold open of all time, that you look like a castaway. And then you adjusted your camera so that we could see that you had like your pomade in the hair, and it's very nicely styled but i didn't see the top of your head i just saw the beard and the uh what is it the um the early 2000s look right? highlights the highlights no not quite <laughs> my I frosted mean, tips whatever's happening on the, on the sides so oh shit yeah <laughs> mike's not excited about it yeah i i think i'm eventually i'm gonna surprise everyone in my life by shaving this off completely is this a fashion podcast or can we talk basketball? We can talk basketball. We have one more. Here we go. Quickly. All right, one more. Switching from fashion to the entertainment industry. Okay. So they announced the bubble, the tournament bubble officially, Indianapolis. When I think mm-hmm. Indiana basketball, I think the very cliche Hoosiers film. Mm-hmm. I looked it up, did some quick, you know, Wikipediaing, and uh, Hoosiers is the ninth highest basketball grossing movie of all time. Can you name any one of the top eight? Oh, yeah, Space Jam. Oh, oh, Luke, you're too good. Yeah, that's the number one. That's the obvious. That? One, obviously, wow. Mike, all right, get number two, Mike. Uh, dude, I don't know. Is there anything besides Coach Carter? I mean, that's the only that's the only only one I can think of. Coach Carter was amazing. Coach, Coach Carter, number four, very inspirational. <laughs> uh, White men can't jump, number two. Well, I was about to say that. Then I said, he got, he got game. I got too cute. I mean, I mean yeah. I, I'm turning into a hipster. I'm turning into Mike. I'm watching mid-major basketball because, I mean, the world is, is shut down, unfortunately. So don't don't at me for it. <laughs> in a normal year, I would have said White Men Can't Jump. Gosh, White Men Can't Jump is a okay. great movie. Oh, Rosie Perez still has a piece of my heart. Not as good as Space Jam. Did I get, did <laughs> I get that's one my above Hoosiers, though? Yeah, oh, Space Jam is the number one. We're not. And White Man Can't Jump is number two. What about He Got Game? Does that count as a basketball No, He Got movie? Game is not above it. Wait, it's not on this list. What's number three? Oh, he Got Game is pretty far down there. Number three is uh, One on One, 1977. Of which I, wow. I don't even yeah, know what that is. Wow. Coach Carter, Finding Forrester. You're saying Hoosiers is not better than Coach Carter and Finding Forrest no, and the one-on-one movie what, that I've never heard of. This is what people paid money to see. This is, you know, this is receipts. <laughs> well, listen, Taylor, Coach Cal had a Hoosiers pump-up session for himself. He got himself kicked out of the game like Norman Dale. You cannot tell me that Hoosiers is not more influential. Coach Cal just watched it. You're a contestant. It's a small, it was from the playbook. A, I'm going to get myself – I want you to take me out of this game. That's what he said to the official, and his team actually won, right? Yeah, they turned it around. It worked. That was big. That was big. I love – you know what? Well, the best The best basketball movie is Love and Basketball. Guys, open up your hearts. You're not ready for Love and Basketball. So check that out on your, on your own time. <laughs> Omar Epps. All right. Let's move to real basketball now, not just oh, basketball. Man, I was we had three of these. No, uh, uh, it's okay. Uh, just, just two questions. Three would be one too many. Nobody uh, wants to hear us talk about uh, my beard and, and 
denim for the next no, 30 no, minutes, which no, we could. No, I would be happy. Everybody wants me and Mike to spar about uh, who the top four is, and I can't wait to do so. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, the top four uh, is the gold standard at this point. That's all that matters to me. Who's in the top four? I don't care who finishes sixth. Congratulations if Georgia Tech makes a run to six. Great. Go oh, see. You just went right for the jugular, you I know? Did. You had to you go did. right for, right for the yellow jackets who are um, you know, on a four-game win streak. How dare you? Jose Alvarado, ACC player of the week. You're going to do it now, Luke. You're going to call out those those yellow jackets now? Well, all right. I underestimated Georgia Tech. I took too early of a victory lap on that after the first two games of the season after I listened to the radio to their to their loss to Georgia State or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. So I admit I was wrong there. I should have waited a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you got to wait. Just but I'm, I'm taking a victory marathon on the Miami Hurricanes. Uh. Unfortunately, <laughs> you should have a little bit of an excuse for that, but it's okay. Go ahead and throw it out there. <laughs> they got so many excuses. Once uh, mini James Harden comes back, everything's going to be great. (laughs) I pay to see that day. They lost lost McGusty too. Don't forget McGusty. I got excuses for days for Laranaga's team. Don't you worry. (laughs) Okay. Here's okay. All right. So let's get into it. On Saturday, almost every single ACC team is in action. On Sunday, you got a couple more. Louisville is is one of the few teams without a, uh, a game this weekend. Big so slate of games big coming day, up. Big day, big day on Saturday. It's a big, big day. We're gonna find out a lot. A lot of good matchups. How how are we feeling about the fact that they're all playing on this one day? Can I raise my hand because we actually are on a video call. By the way, I'm not <laughs> in studio. I, I've mailed in the studio thing. I, I'm broadcasting from home from now on. Mike's editing and you're hosting. That that's the way things are gonna be. <laughs> Listen, the reason everybody hates our league right now and. I can't completely defend it. It's because you get Big Ten basketball every single night of the week. They have their games so evenly spread out. There's one each and every single night. It feels so much more significant. The ACC played twice in the midweek. There was uh, a slate on Tuesday. I don't even know if you can call it a slate. There were two games, and then everything stacked on Wednesday. Nothing tonight. We're recording on a Thursday. Nothing Friday. And then we're just going to have to wait till Saturday. So that's why I think there's a little bit of an unbiased reaction to the ACC because nobody's even seeing the ACC play. Mm. That's I my like, take. I take like that take. I like that take. You're right. The Big Ten Network in particular does a better job than the ACC Network in terms of scheduling games. You know, it does spread it out. It has more uh, time to fill, more space to fill. You know, they do a better job of marketing their overall teams. Each team kind of have its has its own little brand. You know what I mean? And the ACC is a little bit too rivalry dependent, big game dependent. Yeah, sure. Everybody's going to watch Duke and North Carolina, but honestly, the two best games in the ACC just happened and, you know, they were on time. Here we go. I don't know that anybody cares. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> go Just go ahead. Well, do it. So, uh, I, I'm, I believe in this take, Luke. And some of the games is weird because there's, there's like the old Raycom sports contract that's still out there. So like they're on ACC network, but it's weirdly owned by like Raycom, which is like trying to mess with the schedule in ways that I'm unclear of or something like that, which is why like Wake well, Forest, Virginia was blacked out for Virginia, you know, Maryland. DC. Raycom for me went away when Hogwood did. And I still miss him to this day. I mean, that right. was even the Raycon for me. Wasn't it for you? Yes. How yeah. long ago was that? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to think about it. It's, it was such a sad day. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, that like two years. I don't know. That's the main reason that Jim Phillips was brought in as the new ACC uh, commissioner, right? Was to try to rectify like the what people are calling the worst. Uh, uh, media contract in college sports, which is the ACC uh, contract with ESPN. I think it runs through 2035. And they're like, they're, they're like, Jim, please sit. I think what they're looking at is trying to add. They're like, we need to add more teams. It needs to be like either Notre Dame for football, or we need to add somehow find a way to add like Texas, you know, like to the ACC. I, I, no, that that's that that can't happen. No, college I mean, expansion is done for now. It's it's on the pause. I'm saying, I yeah. don't know. Bring bring back Maryland. Maryland never should have left. <laughs> well, um, we've established that it's all scheduling. It has nothing to do with the fact that all these teams are just hot garbage. Uh, that being said. <laughs> Let's talk about a couple teams in pairs. I'm going to pair two games because I am just trying to, you know, bait Mike and Luke into a fight. Clemson will be playing at UNC on Saturday. UVA will be playing at Boston College. Uh, Which of these teams should we be more confident about going forward? Uh, Any of these four teams, I'll throw in Boston College. I think Clemson just thrives in the Dean Dome. They won there last year. They've got a winning streak to protect, obviously. And uh, so the past is the past with UNC never losing to Clemson ever in that building. I'm looking at the Clemson winning streak in that building as my narrative right now. So I I think that's – you have to look at that. However – Conti Forum has turned into a thorn in Virginia's side. If we look back to last year, I can't remember two years ago, I, quite frankly, because I was so um, drunk with happiness off the national title for UVA. <laughs> um, everything's a blur in that season. I, I, I need to relive it. I haven't even watched, what is it? Miraculous, unbelievable. What's the documentary? Oh, yeah. It's something yeah. like that. I haven't, yeah. I haven't even watched Miracle it. or something. I just yeah, have everything whatever, in my yeah. head, you know? It's yeah. all <laughs> up there. So, I mean, uh, who has a bigger uphill climb? Virginia at Conti Forum, which is like uh, what layer of Dante's Inferno for them? Maybe number five since they lost there last year. Or is it Clemson or North Carolina who, for some reason, can't protect home court against this Clemson team traditionally? I mean, last year they lost, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm being it, just for the listeners who were outraged. Yeah, yeah. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead, Taylor. No, you go, Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say that, you know, I I so badly want to be able to be like, look, Luke, let me tell you every reason that North Carolina is going to whoop up on uh, Clemson. But there is no part of this game that North Carolina is better than Clemson. And that is the real problem. You know, like the guard play of Clemson this year uh, between honor and trap, I mean, they they are going to totally outclass Caleb Love and R.J. Davis. I mean, it's just going to be – I think it's going to be a bit of a bloodbath. But there is a ray of hope, a sunshine, if you will, in the mist for North Carolina. And that man is the big, strong Sharp. You know, Sharp, who I think was ACC freshman. I told you. I tried to tell you. God, Back what a – November. I tried to I tell mean, you. He, he is right now, to me, the most exciting player for me personally in the ACC. You know, as a former big myself, as in like somebody who played in fifth grade and was six feet tall and like was a giant, you know, like I, I always support bigs, you know. Um, so to me, Sharp is like the most most uh, exciting player right now. I just love the energy he plays with. So maybe he can get uh, Sims into some foul trouble and I don't know, maybe they're able to keep it close, but 
I don't know. North Carolina, when they're playing well, they're playing well defensively, but Clemson will be better than them defensively okay. all night. Taylor, I got a question for you. When does North Carolina play well in games? This year. This year? Yeah. <laughs> when Silence. They ne- when they never shoot the ball outside of like six feet from the basket. Okay. Because right. they can't That's a good shoot. Start. That's a good start. The, I mean, the answer we were looking for, not that you had a wrong <laughs> answer, was it the under 12 of the first half? Mm. When they've dug a huge hole, I mean, they're like – yeah, they're, right. They're like yeah. World War One trench digging uh, from tip off until the under twelve, and then they turn it on until halftime, and then they have a little burst in the at the beginning of the second half, and then you know the other team just comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a pattern. Mm-hmm. So if if North Carolina is the one point favorite in this game, do we all feel good about Clemson? I feel super excited to take Clemson. Yeah, I would have to take Clemson. There. It's only one. It's. Yeah. I mean, I'm. What happened? No, I don't public? know. Where's the public? I, I don't know yet. This is, you know, it's probably going to be completely wrong. I'm basing that off of like Ken Palm and, you know, whatever, guessing about the line. But yeah, I think it's only going to be one. I want Clemson plus four. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, I want to take Clemson money line. I agree with Mike. Like, <laughs> North Carolina can't <laughs> shoot. They can't guard the game roll. Carolina's a one-point favorite. I went Clemson money line. <laughs> well, you said plus four. You said plus four, so I decided to go a little bit more, you know, to give it a little more spice. But, uh, I, I, you know, Luke, you were, like, banging the drum for Clemson early in the season. I kind of didn't buy it because I felt like they didn't really have any, like, ability to stretch the floor or shoot. But the key has been Nick Honor has been huge. He, he started coming off – instead of coming off the bench, he starts now – it allows Dawes to push over to like the shooting guard position and just they are so much better. Even when John Newman kind of hasn't had the season that like people expected him to have, I guess they, even as they are not good shooters, their defense is elite. I mean, realistically, I think people are afraid to say that like some of the best teams in the ACC might be Clemson or, or NC state, he said, hopefully, but you know, they're afraid to like kind of describe Mm. teams like Clemson is so good because Brad Brownell is the coach in, in all honesty, but I'm all in the, I, I've, I've jumped on the bandwagon. I've, I'm full circle here. I mean, currently number one defense in the country, according to Kim Palm, uh, your Clemson Tigers. It's incredible. It is. And it's here's the thing. The fact that Sims is just around, I just want, if you're going against North Carolina, you just want traffic in the lane. You just want people. You want Luca Garza, for example, for, in the Iowa scenario, you just want stuff happening there. You don't want there to be space. You don't want to have two six eight guys in there trying to guard against the UNC bigs. That's what you want. So that's a Clemson advantage right there. Yeah, definitely. Lots of activity and slashing from those Clemson guards is going to be problematic all day. Okay, so what's our what's our bottom line here? Take Clemson for everything, whatever it is, whatever, <laughs> whatever. you can get. And then what? You're just going to throw in throw in Virginia too. So you're saying Virginia's no, playing? Yeah. Well, so I mean, Virginia. I feel kind of good about them. Virginia is a six point favorite. We are guessing against BC. I feel kind of good that's about it? that. That's it. But that's, we're guessing. We're guessing here. But Luke, I need you to reassure me. I am scared that Virginia is not really that good. I want to see Sam Hauser shoot the ball a million more times and a little bit better. 
you know Virginia better than any of this. Re- talk me off the ledge here. I- I'm worried that they're just actually yeah, not very everybody good. Everybody is complaining about Sam Hauser, and I don't really understand it. And this is coming from within the UVA fan base. He's leading them in points and rebounding. I know he hasn't shot in the three ball as well as we expected, but I mean, he had 16 and 11 the other night. He got to his spots. He's the best mid range shooter in the entire league right now. And if it does click, then he's going to be around 20 because he's still getting around 14 ish a game in conference play, right? Yes, in conference play. Yep. In the two games. Yep. If we want to nitpick about his defending, we can do that because he hasn't been great defensively this year. I, I will be the first to admit that, but he's not going to be yanked for that. And we have enough of a sample size to see that he nor Murphy are going to be yanked because of some lapses on defense. Because I think Tony is shooting for the ceiling and he's like, these guys need more reps in the system because they've never played in a UVA uniform under the pack line principle. So he's just trying to get them reps and they're going to keep playing. And the UVA offense is actually playing at a higher pace this year than um, the last time they played at this high of a pace. You got to track all the way back to 2014. So it's been a while. Hmm. Hmm. So is UVA going to win the ACC? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm, I mean, I'm I, Mike, I'm, I'm just goading him. I, I love him. <laughs> yeah. We're both – I'm staring at Mike waiting for him to say something. Uh, well, I mean, to me, the two best players right now at UVA are uh, are Beekman and Murphy. I mean, I love watching them play. I think they bring, I think they bring great – Yeah, it's fun. the best. Um, I mean, there, anybody that replaces Kihei Clark on, on UVA's uh, – Taking minutes away from Kihei Clark is is the best player oh. on UVA's team. Right oh now. no, too soon. Okay. Too right. soon. <laughs> Clark has been good the last three games. <laughs> yes, he has been excellent against Wake Forest and Notre Dame. And he had yeah. nineteen against Gonzaga. Well, yeah, he had like seven turnovers in the first ten minutes, but yeah, he yeah. turned it around after that. I, you know, I'm just counting the second half plus. <laughs> no, he was. Yeah, he was, <laughs> I'm counting he garbage was, time. Really, you know, right. I'm patting my. My favorite around that. <laughs> he was great against Gonzaga's second team. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I having UVA win the ACC, I, I mean, I really like that call, actually. I mean, right now it's just Louisville, right? Louisville's the top of the ACC. No, the odds on favorite is still Florida State as of yesterday. Virginia is behind them. Duke is actually a close third with Virginia Tech. I don't know if that's changed after Virginia Tech lost the other night. Syracuse was way behind the pack before they lost yesterday. They're probably even further behind the pack. I think there's a little bit of value there if we're just thinking about pure numbers. I saw them on one site at something like plus 7,000. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Wow. Wow. And that's for ACC championship? I think that must have been a glitch. That couldn't have been real. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's too high. Um, But, you know, actually one other thing – that I read the other day, Cody Statman, is he out with cardiac issues? Did I read that? I don't think we really need to waste any time on that. I mean, that's what I read. I mean, he'll come back and he'll have spot minutes. So yeah. What's next on the agenda, Taylor? I I was still where I I thought that that was a a worrying sign. I mean, especially with the Keontae Johnson stuff recently. Um, But yeah, I I did read that the other day. So I'm just wondering like morale wise for that UVA team. If uh, I mean, Statman's not an important player for them, but still you hate to see that. Like, 
I just didn't like reading that. Oh, well, he's um, not in the hospital. I mean, he's at the games. He's just in street clothes. So right, right. I guess they picked up probably something on his uh, some arrhythmia or something. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. No bueno. But anyways, I hope UVA does win it just for you, Luke. I do. You know, because <laughs> it's not going to be it's not going to be Notre Dame, which is who I was rooting for. Mm, no, it's not. Uh, let's. I'm going to pair two games for you on Saturday who I think also contain some contenders. Luke, you mentioned Florida State, still the favorite. Florida I'm, State I'm, I'm at not wavering. Pitt. I'm not wavering on them. Okay. So they are at Pitt projected as two-point favorites. And then you've got Miami at NC State, the Wolfpack as six-point favorites. Again, guessing on that number. Okay. Where do you want me to start? Which game? <laughs> He's so ready. <laughs> Florida talk, State talk to Pitt. me about talk to me about Florida State. Florida State and Pitt is a ludicrous line. It's a ludicrous line. There's a catch though. I'm always on the wrong side of Florida State. So is Mike Randall. Shout out to our screen discreeter friends. Both of us are always on the wrong side. Even if it looks like the simplest piece of pie we've had since uh, you know Taylor at Thanksgiving. Going back mm. for second, which is I mean that's a foregone conclusion. I'm still worried. I just, you know, you have this back of the mind, confidence shaken issue with Florida State. I never know which side to be on with them. So I'm going to go to the next game. Can we? Because it seems to me, unless Mike is going to give a a case for Pitt. No, 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 no. I I have no take on Pitt whatsoever, except I can't believe that they they came back from, what, 16 against Syracuse without Without Champagny, I mean, what what the hell's going on? I mean, the the Pitt faithful Look, must be thrilled. Every game that Pitt has, you know, Northwestern down the entire game, uh, Syracuse coming back, other than their losses to Louisville, I, I've been impressed. I think this line is too good to be true for Florida State. Like, it seems too easy, so I want to take Florida State. But I, I will give a shout-out to Pitt because I like I, I like what they're doing, and, I, and I'm rooting for them. Yeah, sure. That being I'll, said – I'll take Pitt. Take Florida State. That's the easy one. Are we already Let's move. Oh, oh, by the way, anybody that just heard that, that was Taylor saying that's the easy one, which means just definitely bet against that. I mean, everything you have, <laughs> everything you have on pit. You know, Absolutely. Like, easiest call of the night. All right, go ahead. Go All right, ahead. I want to tell Taylor a little bit about his favorite team, the NC State Wolfpack. Yeah, tell yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Don't go against NC State again on the, when they're on the road. When they're in the Reds, they are – they're a force to be dealt with. Oh, so Forget true. about the St. Louis game. I don't care. I'm throwing that one out. But NC State on the road is terrifying, especially with a six-point number, an eight-point number, a five-point number, even four. They seem to always keep it close. They come to play on the road for some reason. However, at home, unless it's North Carolina, you know the rivalry game, unless it's Duke like last year, I don't know. What's the number right now? Uh, it is six. That's a North Carolina State number right and there. And here's the weird thing. Miami, oddly enough, is atrocious as they are and how many three-pointers hit the backboard. They somehow find a reason to keep these games close. They kept, I mean, they came back against Tech. They were down 12 at half. They clawed all the way back and lost by two. They played North Carolina to pretty much a, a one-point loss, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two there's points. one more. Yeah. What yeah, else they came back. We've got one Clemson, more loss by a, a bucket. One-point loss uh, to Clemson, oh, two yeah, point yeah. loss to Virginia Tech. I'm terrified of North Carolina. Just stay away, stay away, don't do anything. But we can't do that. That's not in our DNA, right? 
No. No, it's not. We're born to lose. Okay, fine. Miami is yeah. due. I'll take Miami is due, or they'll make it another one point, two point, three point, four point game. I'll take Miami. I'll say for Miami here, uh, I kind of like them probably better than either of you guys. Cam Mugusty is supposed to come back for this game. Not Chris Likes, but Cam Mugusty is supposed to be back. And they have missed a lot of players. So, like, their rotation has been drastically shortened. And I I kind of see, you know, they why they could have – they could keep games close. Their three-point shooting is atrocious. It is one of the worst in the nation. But that being said, let me echo NC State. Luke, NC State might be – top four this year you know uh i just yeah. think they they they're getting a teeny bit of shooting that defense is the same sort of thing god forbid they have to like anybody but manny bates could contest a shot at the rim because nobody else will do that if you have to count the number of times <laughs> devin daniels has like shied away from actually playing defense in the paint <laughs> you'd be a millionaire somehow y'all, but, love, y'all love the middle so much this year that I cannot wait to hear your top fours. I'm going to hear Mike's top four. He's going to list about seven teams. We like, did. The top four, like them in the top four. They're in the top four. They're in the top four. They're in the top four. I Where mean, Funderburg put Funderburg playing himself into shape. Yeah, three of my original top four of my balance still in my top four. I've exiled one team. Oh, wow. That's a tease. That'll come later. Wow. Who have I exiled? Well, it, we'll, we'll deal with that later. UNC. Well, I, I just, I think you're getting a lot of contributions from guys from. NC, I feel like it's a classic NC State story that like some somebody is hyped up as like the next big thing, and then he doesn't deliver or he transfers even worse, you know. And some of these guys like Jericho Helms, Cam Hayes, uh, Shaquille Moore has been an awesome defender. He's eighth in the nation in steal percentage. Like that's just great to get that out of like a freshman who maybe I wasn't expecting that from. So um, yeah, I, I think even uh, though it might seem like a lot, I'm going to take, I'll take NC state given six, even against that in Miami. Yeah. I mean, you talk about like uh freshman who are usually overhyped for uh, NC state. I actually think that cam Hayes is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's an excellent player for them. I think he, he's a great compliment to what it is that they want to do there. Um, he's everything that uh, Bryce was not in the past for them. Um, I, I really like Cam Hayes's game. Um, I, I didn't think that he played particularly well at the end of that Clemson game. I thought that, you know, if he could have carried them a little bit to put some points on the board, they, they ran into a bit of a rut. Um, but you know what? I would still love to bet against them and take Miami in this game. <laughs> Miami's in a Taylor NC State. Yeah, buddy. They can still be plagued by bad shot selection and kind of dumb errors. Like at the end of that Miami game, they base they should have won that game in regulation and then Funderburk Funderburk takes some weird mid range jumper and like they turn the ball over and yeah. Oh, you mean the Clemson game? Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, what did I say? Clemson. They should have won that Clemson game in, in regulation, but mm-hmm. uh well, let's go to a team. We'll just do it. We're going to do a single here. Last all ACC game on Saturday. Wake Forest at Duke. Oh, my God. My hot take is Duke is just maybe not even a hot take. Duke is well, still it's terrible. It's not a hot take. We all know they're terrible, but something deep within me still wants to be like, well, it's Duke. They'll figure it out. But I'm, I, I got to take Wake Forest, especially if the line is 15 points, is what is projected possibly to be. So uh, t- tell me I'm wrong or, or why I'm right about Duke. Well, I'm going to let Mike have the floor on this one because you know how I feel about the Duke Blue Devils this year. And, Mike, I'm interested to see how he responds after, the, you know, we had the big 
um, meeting of the minds on Illinois and Duke. And I, I think I just took you by the chariot like Achilles and Hector and just drug you around Troy for a little bit. But <laughs> I, I want to see where you've come after that dragging on Duke. What a what a reference. I'm so excited about that reference. That was. Look, that was a everybody who's listening, you got an Iliad reference and a gambling line in this podcast. So I don't call your mother because that is amazing. <laughs> I don't know why you call your mom. You know, tell her you love her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you would call your mother either. But that just says more about who you are. Um, you I, know that. You know, I like to share good news with my mom. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, I'm happy for you. Everybody needs more of that. Um, yeah, no, Duke. Duke is still terrible. Um, you know, you you guys had, you guys were talking about how high you are in NC State. You know, they lead the nation in turnover margin right now. Right? They turn people over so much. They don't turn it over a lot. Um, Duke is the complete opposite of that, right? Like they don't have any guard play whatsoever. They don't have anybody that can really. Uh, you know, dominate with the ball. You know, you have Wendell Moore who emerged from his cocoon last game and scored 25 points out of nowhere. He was like, oh no, baby, I'm back. But then you realize it was against Boston College and you're like, oh, well, you know, that's fine. I'm glad you can get 25 against Winston Tabs. I mean, that's valuable. Um, I mean, you know, I, I read, uh, you know, the guy from CBS or whatever was talking about uh, whether or not Jalen Johnson was was going to come back at all or whether or not he was going to play. What's his name? Jeff Goldblum. Not the guy from Jurassic Park, but the other guy that's like a <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. But I, I don't know his name. Um, anyways, um, but, you know, he was talking about whether or not Jalen Johnson's going to come back at all and saying that he needs to, like, buy into the Coach K system. So, you know, without Jalen, I don't – this team can't go. You know, I don't, I don't think there's any space for them in the ACC. See ya. Coach K, you might as well stay – Stay on the bench. Let Shire uh, keep running this thing. You know, there's there's no hope for Duke right now. Cancel the season. Public safety, right? I mean, that's what he cares I mean, about. Well, the women's team did it. So, I mean, there's a precedent yeah. already. He's got yeah. him out. He doesn't even need the back this year. <laughs> he doesn't need the chiropractor excuse anymore. No. He's <laughs> just following the women's team's lead. <laughs> so, Is yeah, Duke going to finish like, in the top four this season? That I mean, I – I would take out my mortgage that they wouldn't. Wow. I don't know if I would do that, but yeah, I would pick them not to finish in the top four. I mean, Luke, you said that like after the very first game, I think it was after the cop and state game before yeah, the Michigan no, state. It's, it was self hate involved that I got peer pressured in by the tobacco road voters who all picked Duke to win the league. And then I was like, I guess I'll put, put them what third or fourth. And, you know, I, I'm still beating myself up every single morning that I wake up. Right. That I mean, big, that I'm big, red voter. you know, that big red X that's on your top four. I'm sure that you keep on your refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one down. <laughs> well, I still have Virginia, Louisville and Florida state. So I'm still proud of that. They're still in my top four today. Nice. I, that's I'm a, just that's a good segue because it's a good segue. Cause I want to talk about the team that is not playing this weekend. The one team is Louisville, one ACC mm. team, and that is the team that I think they're my uh, they're they're the best team in the ACC for my money they're right your, now. They're your boo, huh? Car- Car- <laughs> yeah, they're, they're my boo. Carly Jones, uh, I think one of only two players that was added to the uh, wooden watch list um, this week. Um, you know, wasn't on it to begin with. Now he's on it. The old man, Carleek. You know, I know he's hearts well, and minds. 
When you, I mean, you know, you talk about like Dayron Sharp, all everything like that, whatever. Garrison Brooks, Jay Huff. Who would have thought when we were watching, uh, you know, the Virginia Tech Louisville game that we'd actually be watching a matchup of the two best front court players in the ACC, uh, in Aluma and Jalen Withers. Oh. And, I mean, Aluma is not really like a, a, a you know, he's that's not a. Uh, you love y'all some Aluma. Let's go and hear about it. Let's hear well, about it. Aluma, Aluma's first team All ECC right now, definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he's he's been a stud. I mean, we alluded to this in the beginning of the podcast that the two best games in the ACC happened this weekend, and they had nothing to do with any of the blue bloods. I mean, one was this Virginia Tech. Um, Louisville game and the other was the Clemson um, game that we mentioned earlier. I mean, so you know, Aluma's a stud, but why? What Has is he they... played a decent front court yet? Uh, I mean, I think Withers is a is a decent front court player. Um, I mean, he's, he's okay. okay, but they're the same type of player though. They're like both like pretty mobile, like six eight guys who play center, even though they're six eight. So yeah, it will be interesting I mean, to see Withers and Aluma play like. You know, some I mean, different I mean, Aluma, courts. Yeah. Aluma, Aluma dominated JRE for Villanova, and he also had a really nice game against Sims against Clemson. I mean, you know, but, but, anyways, tell me why you like, like Louisville, uh, Taylor. I know you're ready for this. I think David Johnson and Carly Jones are, I mean, that's the best backcourt in the ACC. I agree. Like, I bar agree. none. I think inside, like, the one not the two knocks I guess you could give against them are that they can turn the ball over a little much and inside they lack a little bit of size against bigger teams. Well, what about Malik when he comes back? Yeah. So that might be different, you know, I don't know. But right now I think Dre Davis is making up for that. Dre Davis is like my favorite type of player, a guy who is like six, five, but plays like he's like six ten, and just like grabbing every single rebound on the court. Jalen Withers, I think, has been amazing. And then just like all these other guys, like Slazinski, I'm saying that his name wrong, you know, all that kind of just no, like giving not. some quality time. Uh, even wrong. like That's in their last game, Nickelberry, like yeah. pumping in some points for them, it was great. So um, I, I just feel like they have yeah, like the most. Wait, can, we, can we take a second? Can we take a second yeah. to have a moment of silence for that step back crossover that Nickelberry had in, during the Virginia Tech game? You know, one of those that, you know, Kentucky is one of those states where they can have a few fans in the stadium, but every single fan in that stadium made one of those loud, like, ooh, you know, and like the yeah, best. Who, I, whoever he crossed over, I don't know who it was. Yeah, but he's, the best, the best uh, is when like uh, there's like R. some. Yeah, well, there's like some move like that that happens, and it's actually in front of the opposing team's bench, and you actually see like the little like knee slap where the guy sitting on the bench he slaps the other guy's knee, like oh shit, you see that? We can't really we can't react to it, but like oh, some, I mean, some teams do. You just got to pick the right team. I mean, Georgetown's a candidate, DePaul's a candidate for the opposing <laughs> bench to cheer for a wild play. St. John's yeah. is a candidate. Let's just name everybody from the Big East. Except for <laughs> And then Allen Iverson steps over you while you're on the floor. Right, exactly. It was a step over kind of a crossover. That was sick. That was sick. Well, that was my little. What's the last game on Saturday? Last game on Saturday. Last game on Saturday. Non ACC non ACC game. It's the old Big East. Syracuse hosting Georgetown. Just throwing it in there for the rivalry thing. Syracuse eleven point favorites. What? 
teacher, 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 teacher. Okay. Can you call in Luke? Yeah, I'm like, I'm the uh, the student nobody likes who actually did his homework the night before and is trying to be a teacher's pet. Ready for the pop quiz. There's something better than the rush of 49. There's something better than, um, let's see, the Midas Touch or the Conquistadors um, and their acquisitions. It's called Operation Fade Georgetown. Let me tell you a little bit about this, okay? There's okay. nothing like it in the world. There's nothing like <laughs> it. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So I thought for one time this entire season I was going to be debunked on this when Marquette got into an 18-point hole against them. I'm like, okay, there's no way that the Operation Fade can can survive this. You know what? It survived. It survived with flying colors. And Marquette ends up winning by four. They could have won by five or six if they had made a free throw at the end. But – you have to fade Georgetown. Have to fade them, especially in the second half. They're the worst second half team in all of college basketball. They are mm. atrocious. They're terribly coached. They can't do anything. I mean, they had a, a lead against St. John's with um, 0.4 seconds left, and they gave up a layup under the rim on an out of bounds play where A, the St. Oh, St. John's coach calls timeout, and then Patrick Ewing calls timeout. He had two timeouts to figure out how to defend a bounce pass to uh, the low block for a layup with 0.5 seconds left. He can't do that. Georgetown is atrocious. If they go up in this game and, I don't know, you have any kind of access to live, just get on it. Don't even think about it. Just get on it. This team can't finish. They're the worst five-minute under basketball team in the country, much less the worst second-half basketball team in the country. Syracuse by 11 is a little scary. But at the same time, if you don't get on that early and Syracuse is up by 30, you're going to be kicking yourself all day. You're going to be kicking yourself, and you're going to hate yourself, and it's going to ruin your day. So maybe lay down a base there, and then once Georgetown maybe goes up where it's a tie game at halftime, just you know all the forces, all-out charge on Syracuse in this one. You can get a sweet middle in this game. Yeah. Do you guys how much Georgetown basketball I've watched this year? Yeah, I know. I watched St. <laughs> John's games front to back. Marquette is another one. Villanova is another. I mean, how did this team get a what a fifteen point lead on Villanova? How did that happen? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. But they lost by twenty. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, I think the the other part of this is that Syracuse is actually good. They are. I think you know if we had if they hadn't blown that lead to Pittsburgh, which was a terrible terrible loss for Syracuse you know their only loss would be to Rutgers they even managed to cover a 10 and a half point line against Buffalo in overtime you know they were they were it was obviously a tie game going into overtime they covered they won by 11 so you know that's the type of team that'll win your hearts and minds right there but I mean all the people that we've talked about before I mean really Gary A to me is the is still like yeah. kind of kind of their most impressive player. I mean, I know that the guard play, it, maybe it might even be the second best best backcourt in the ACC with Gerard and Bayheim. I mean, Wrong. maybe, maybe no. that speaks more to how poor the backcourts of the ACC are this year, but it might be the second best backcourt. Um, I mean, I would say even Griffin is really their natural, natural two. Maybe they call him the three. I'm not sure, but still. Anyways, uh, Syracuse. If is it nice. weren't for Gerard, they might be a better backcourt. The problem, I mean, you're right, wait, Gary. Wait, wait. Awesome. You guys don't like Gerard? Mike likes him. I don't like him. I do. I, 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 like I, him. I think he's a good player. Yeah. Even, I think that, even if he doesn't. He's he fine. 
he hasn't shot the ball that well this year. He's only shooting thirty-one percent. But just the fact that it's gonna he happen. Can, it's gonna happen. The fact that he can he's not a good shooter is the thing. He's short and white, so you think he can shoot. He's not no. a good shooter. He is I'm just from, telling you, I'm just I'm just laying the truth on you. He's from the same I high mean, school Jimmer for debt. He's Sam Hauser's little brother. They're the same player right now. <laughs> Everybody's worried about their three point shooting, but they're great yeah. in the mid range. Don't worry about it. Well, I, I like Syracuse, and you're right, Gary is big, but like what happens is they start when Gary got in foul trouble in Pittsburgh and like didn't play for the entire second half. That hurt him. And then That's they stopped true. passing the ball. And they don't have guys who can play isolation. They don't have guys who can beat people off the bounce, so they have to pass. And when they stop passing, they're done. And Ju- wow. and Gerard like goes into like some high school hero ball mode where he's like, you know, hefting up shots from the logo, and that's that's not that's not oh, for me. It almost sounds like you're gonna take. Are you gonna take Georgetown in this game? I mean, I don't know. I Luke has actually convinced me. I like Syracuse. I think they're really good when they're on. I Taylor, just think forget about Syracuse. Have you watched Georgetown? This I, I haven't watched much Georgetown, so I'm gonna they trust. They are atrocious. They are just incredibly careless they make dumb decisions nothing goes to plan nothing hey guys we we all everybody on this uh call today made money on georgetown in that syracuse georgetown game last year we were i thought we were all in charleston charlestown together maybe luke maybe luke wasn't there no Um, you were there right the first the very first weekend that we went the test run the december run um we made money in that Syracuse Georgetown game. I remember that game. It was a close game, classic Big East. I don't know. It might two be years ago. That's two years ago. <laughs> was it two years ago? <laughs> yeah, I guess it was. Whatever. Syracuse I still has gotten it. better, and Georgetown has gotten a lot worse. I still smell the hot dogs. <laughs> I, I smell the hot dogs. <laughs> I miss Jeffrey and his blazer. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who was ahead of his time. I, I think he saw, foresaw the the demise of style and said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get it at its pinnacle and just go out." You know what? That man he he bought Texas Tech at a hundred to one to win the national championship in that blazer, uh, the year that they went to the national championship against uh, UVA. So good for him. I mean, that's a dream of all fans going against a long shot against your favorite team in the title game. You so can't that, lose. Yeah. You can't lose. He was able to hedge. He won a bunch of money. Good for him. Nobody looks better in Tweed than Guthrie. Uh, he's built All for right. Tweed. Last game of this weekend Sunday, Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, eight point favorites. Uh, Mike, tell me why Virginia Tech is the best team in the ACC. Oh, you know, all I'm going to do is talk about Notre Dame. You guys want to talk about. <laughs> You guys want to talk about your Lord and Savior, Nate Lashevsky, who is leading the ACC in three-point percentage? Is that what you want to do? Um, I love that Luke is actually live streaming a game and trying to, try to get in a live bet. I heard that. Live betting, yeah. I'm just trying to watch some action, all right? I'm trying to multitask. <laughs> I just love the little snippet. Um, but, yeah, Nate Lashevsky leading the ACC in uh, three-point percentage this year. Um Notre Dame has been a cover monster, actually. I think they're six and three against the spread so far this year. Um, I've really enjoyed well, meanwhile, they are three and six in real life basketball. Um, you know, I, I like them here against Virginia Tech. I actually think they match up well. I think Goodwin has been good in spots for them. Um, and Prentice Hub is such a disaster and a wild card at the same time. I why not? It's fun. Get in, I mean, look, it, hmm. 
if BD's on the floor, Virginia Tech is worse. You know, I, I think that they maybe saw the light with Cone. I, I thought that Cone played really well in the um, in the Louisville game. So you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll transition away from BD eventually. Um, but you know, I, I think that. I like the matchup with Durham against Aluma as well. I think Durham can contain Aluma there. It'll be a good matchup for Notre Dame. I, I like him here. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree on that, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Notre Dame's in a good zone, and they can't defend the three very well. And then when they go man, it's just like Aluma is actually going to be able to – this is a great matchup for him. I don't think they can defend him. I think it's going to be fine for him. Like I said – if he plays a good front court, that's when he's going to run into problems. But Notre Dame doesn't have a good front court, in my opinion. Like, look what I, I know it's a completely different scenario, but look what Jay Huff did to Notre Dame when he wasn't in foul trouble. It was just like taking candy from a baby. And mm-hmm. I think the women will be able to do that. And I think that he's going to be in one on one coverage because, you know, Virginia Tech's going to space the floor with shooters. They're good at Castle. I think they open up here after a loss against Louisville. I'll take Virginia Tech. I'll lay mm-hmm. the points. Hmm. Taylor, who you got? I'll I'll take Virginia Tech too, if only just to make your life more exciting that you can go against both of us. Yeah, no, this is good I mean, for me. <laughs> I just Virginia Tech has too many shooters, and I, I mean when they're when they space the floor like that, it's just unstoppable for Notre Dame. I'll take it. Okay, eight okay. points is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. I feel good about it. All right, Taylor, is that all you have on your agenda? You actually you made covered an every team except Georgia Tech. Oh, the hottest. Parting, team. Does anybody want to wax poetic about Georgia Tech? I think that belongs to you too. So flip a coin. Yeah, Taylor, do you have any kind words to say about your four-game winning streak, Yellow Jackets? Perhaps you were. No, all, I, was, I was. I was going to say that. I forget there. I forget the uh, fan form for Georgia Tech. It's like Sting, Sting T, or Stinger. Or, anyways, I gotta, I gotta look it up again. But um, yeah, Jose Alvarado, your ACC Player of the Week, averaging twenty-two points a game. I think I mentioned that earlier. Four-game winning streak. I mean, come on, it might be the hottest team in all of uh, in all of the ACC this year uh, or this right now. Um, so I don't know. I mean, who are they playing? Who? Pittsburgh? They're playing Pitt oh. on Tuesday, Pitt? so we don't even need to worry about that. But oh, wait, we've already I, done a pick. Yeah, we've already done a pick. I just, you know, I threw out Georgia Tech because they also don't play over the weekend, so we miss talking about them. The only point I'll make, not insightful, is that they haven't lost a game since they smashed that COVID pinata. So, oh, good point. Good point. I don't know. Coincidence? Yeah. You decide. That, that really is. That's a good. That's a good angle. All right. Before we uh, log off here. Let's move outside the ACC. Both of you guys tell me one take, one team. Who are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? Give me something here. Well, this is my biggest regret of taking time off during the holidays. Not that I was mailing it, mailing it in from not watching basketball, but just from recording podcasts. Because about two weeks ago, I had this idea in my head about a team being completely undervalued, completely undervalued. And I was just calling from the rooftops on my normal weekly, daily show. But now the fact that I'm no longer the voice in the wilderness and everybody's joined on this take, I feel like I've, I'm just sharing my prize. I'm sharing something with people and I don't like it. So when you have a take like this, 
at, at first it's so counterintuitive. You want people to join you and say you're right, but when they actually do do that and start joining you and echoing it, you get bitter. And I was saying two weeks ago, Michigan's the third best team in the country, and now I'm bitter because everybody else is starting to say it too. So that was the team to look out for two weeks ago if I did not take a hiatus in the holidays. But you know what? I guess I get to, got to see my family a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm happy that you got to see your family, but that you hold the bitterness in your heart that you are not oh, able sure. to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. What is my hot take? Um, you know what? Okay, here we go. Three or four years ago, I'll paint you a picture. Um, three or four years ago, I became known on this podcast for being a man that was also had a take similar to Luke's. And I had this one team that I would watch and I would talk about drop in little sprinkles, you know, in various episodes. It was a non-ACC team. And that team was the uh, was the Loyola Chicago Ramblers. Mm. And, and let me tell you, boys, they're back. You know, the, we're here. We're here for the swans, the swan song of Cameron Crutwig. Okay, how old is he? Is he he's about still playing? Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's still playing basketball. You're damn right, he's still playing basketball. <laughs> um, I tell you, this team. This is a great. This is a great team. I mean, Porter Moser still doing it down there, still running a tight ship. Great defensively. I think the guard play is going to pick up. I, if you haven't seen Lucas Williamson play, also a big kind of sl- slinky guard who can who's just got hops out of out of the gym, shoots almost like fifty percent from three. I mean, it's an exciting team to watch. I'm just saying, just get ready. The magic is coming back. I don't know if the nun is still alive, but it's a bad for you. Oh. Not about Sister Jane, but about the fact they're playing Drake in back to back games. And Drake has covered every single spread of the year. Get ready. Get ready. Here we go. The the real test of the year. They lost just barely to Richmond early. They did get blown out by Wisconsin at Wisconsin. But Who cares? You know, Wisconsin's really good. There in the cold center. Wisconsin can be good. So it is what it yeah. is. But they're back. The Ramblers are back, baby. Well, I love it. I love those hot takes. And with that, we'll leave everyone for the upcoming slate on Saturday. Big time. We'll be with you next week. Uh, find us on Twitter at ACCBballDegens. Find us on Gmail. Send us a note, ACCBballDegens at gmail.com. And rate, review, or subscribe on whatever podcast uh, service you listen on. And until then, bet against Georgetown. Fade Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs>